Welcome to Romance with a Cocktail. I'm Peter. And I'm Ashley. And we're married! Today we're going to be discussing Always Be My Duchess by Amelie Howard. And it was recommended by Lisa Klepa, so it must be really great. Yes, I am excited to hear what you have to say about it. Um, and I also just want to say like how dedicated I am to this podcast with you, that I just got back from a gymnastics meet, and it's 11 o'clock at night on a You're Saturday. You're dedicated? And I am here, ready to podcast, and I was ready the one to talk who was about asleep. Always Be My Duchess. But I couldn't be falling asleep because I was driving back from Tampa mm-hmm. for the second day in a row. Oh my Only this time, it was at 10 o'clock at night. Does this feel like work? Because that's the one no, thing. It if feels it feels like, like work, then we, then we don't do it. If no, it feels because like it feels like romance. Because you know what? I thought I should just go to bed. I'm tired. It has been a long day. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to not do this. I wanted to do it. And I didn't want to like not talk about the book with you and then put it off for another week. Yeah. And that was more important. And there are a lot of steamy scenes in this that we're going to have to go through. I mean, I told you there are a lot. It is one after the other. So if you're still holding true to you prefer when there are fewer, I don't know what you're going to have to say about this book. But uh, what did you pick to Cheers. drink? Cheers. I... Uh, it's called a penicillin cocktail. Oh, is it going to help with my cough that I'm having? It's pretty much what they say to um, make. <laughs> Whoa, that's strong. It's what they say to make <laughs> when you have a cold. Okay, well, when I, I lived, mean, when I lived in Paraguay, that they, they would make this. Maybe, I am maybe here a for little it, bit less whiskey, but. but it is very whiskey forward. I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. That is the one thing, the one spirit that was featured was the little gaggle of uh, ladies, the cool girls, Yeah, um, were carrying around flasks in their garter belts. Was that what was happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're, you know. They're the cool girls. Fighting the patriarchy, being yeah. cool. Yeah. A lot of fighting the patriarchy in this. Named fighting the patriarchy, yes. Right. Which, you know, I always appreciate a good fight mm-hmm. against the patriarchy. Yep. So? Written in 2022. Yes, it's new. I'd never read a book by her before. Yeah, a lot, you like, pretty much everything you need to know is in the trigger warning at the beginning of the book. Do you remember this? I don't remember now. Content guidance. So they start off with, these are the first words I read when I'm... Into this. <laughs> this book makes reference to sex work and sex workers in the Victorian area, which ranged from prostitution in the streets to highly paid companions. And then, you know, they talk about how they use different diction and they're trying to keep it both authentic and sex positive within context. Do you remember... Um, I once interviewed a man who was a sex-positive advocate. Do you remember this? Oh, you mean you interviewed him for a job, yes, yes. as in you were going to hire him. Well, I was considering it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I can't read sex-positive without thinking about him <laughs> anymore. So, immediately I thought, okay, that's what I'm in for, um, which I wasn't, I wasn't uh, wrong about that. I mean, that's what we were in for. Mm-hmm. A lot of sex-positive vibes going on. There were some modern sensibilities. A lot of modern In the his- yeah. set, in you know, the yeah. Victorian era. So, um, one thing. Well, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I right, mean, just what did you think? You read the whole book. I actually wondered if this would be the one that broke you and you didn't read the whole thing. Is that what you're trying to do? No, I'm not at all. I want you to read all of them, but I thought you were going to be like, Ashley, this one is not for me. Hmm. It's definitely a lot better than Outlander. So Outlander but it, I at mean, the Outlander was historic. It had all the information about Scotland. There was a lot of like... Yeah, th- there was no sadomasochistic rape scenes in this. No, so this I'd was say a, this is a but better than This was than a Outlander. romance novel. I mean, this was... 
you know, they meet, they are instantly attracted to each other, they fight it, and they finally admit that they love each other. Huh, you skipped over what I thought was really the the best merit of this romance novel. And that is the shared passion for art. Mm, yes, that, that is true. They have. did have that. And, and that, that was, was really kind of like cool. Almost overshadowed the sex. That's true. The didn't almost. It did overshadow the sex. Mm, I did. don't know if it did. It wouldn't have happened had they not come together about dance and music. Yes, you're right. And that I need to really get my head back in the book because I read this book in two days last weekend. And now I've been out I re- of it. I read it in two days. I know, as but well you read it week. more recently than mm-hmm. me. This one I finished first, which almost never happens. And um, I needed to get back into it. And I didn't really think. You're right. That that was pretty cool. Like and this actually, idea of ballet and like serious study of ballet. And then he had this musical talent. Um, yeah, I would say the description of art is one of the best I've read in a long time. And really? Yeah. Really? Just because sometimes when, even my favorite authors, when they're describing a medium that's not, it's hard to put, you know, they're talking about like classical music. Yeah. And they're talking about ballet. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of description and thoughtful description that was put into it. I You're right. There was that 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 like this. It would have been easy to say, okay, now we're gonna. I'm gonna use some words that'll kind of like make you think that like the art is happening right now, and they're super passionate about it. But it was more than that. Oh no, I thought the descriptions of ballet, since I know mm-hmm. ballet, were were really good. Actually, right. now that you're like getting me really thinking about the details of the book. Right. Um, and I liked that. They really felt real to me. I mean, the, the author's like decision to put trigger warnings and be sex positive and have a neurodivergent character, put all that aside because that's obviously aiming at a, certain, at a certain group. Like to, to say that explicitly... Is like aiming at a certain group. Maybe to say it explicitly, but I don't think the way it was done in the story was a was like. I mean, I don't even know if I would have known. I I mean, obviously, there's a lot of descriptions of him having these thought processes and needing to be alone and needing to get like getting overstimulated to the point that he can't think about what he needs to think about. But I don't know if I would have said, oh, he is neurodivergent. Maybe because I'm just so used to people thinking in different ways and needing different things. You know, but I didn't think the way it was done in the book should be left aside. How do you I know he's neurodivergent? Because it says. That's why I'm. But I mean, you knew there was something. You know, like I've read a book. I um, have, I I've read have. a book where the main character was a duke and he had a stutter. And his dad was horrible to him about the stutter. And so it's this, in a similar way, his dad was horrible to him because he wasn't as quick or he wasn't mm-hmm. as this. But it wasn't like he wasn't smart and wasn't able to do these things. I know. So you knew something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that you would have labeled him that way. I well, I, I mean, I don't really label people that way in general, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, without. But I, didn't, I thought the story itself, it, it was done fine mm-hmm. um and i mean most romance novels are sex positive now it's just naming sex positive naming neurodivergence and naming that well perhaps it's anticipating this, i don't want you to feel bad because this might have you know i'm using terms from the time and it's just like come on well, it's probably anticipating people being bothered by it, but it is from the time. because I And I didn't think it was too much the way she did it. I thought it felt real. And it wasn't, at least it didn't say offensive things like Outlander did. Yeah, I guess. I would we'll, rather it be we'll sex just positive agree to, in that sense. We'll just agree to disagree. I mean, this was so tame 
to have trigger warnings and to like have to use these. Well, like, that's what I meant when I said this is kind of like a just a very typical romance novel to me. Mm-hmm. It's modern. You can tell it's written now because right. it is the way things are talked about is different. But it it didn't like stand out mm-hmm. for its. Well, I would say maybe this is the first of all. This is better than Claypus, in my what? opinion. No. Yeah. No way. Well, in Claypus, there's like this sense that like the St. Vincent and whoever the other character was. Evie. Evie. Um, they just had to do it to be together because, and then they were thrown together and then they just started kind of liking each other. But there wasn't this deeper level where they were like caring about each other's like deepest passions. You didn't get that sense. Well, I you, you haven't read her more her newer books. I mean, <laughs> Devil in Winter is older. Well, so it is more traditional in terms of But what of does roles. tradition have to do with anything? You you could have a romance novel like this. I'm sure Nora has a romance novel like this somewhere along the way. Well, not historic like this. No. Well, Actually, the one we read was very similar to this in the sense that um, they were like, they had this shared love but of that's treasure hunting. that's what I mean. Now, you know, they're... But that, so her, that was very similar. Sto- her female characters are, there's one that's a doctor, there's one who creates these board games, and the, you know, they work together, and she works together with her love interest to... Um, sell it in department stores. So there's more, and that's in like historic times. Lisa, I'm just saying, I don't know that you should say that this is better than Cleopas. I think we have a long way to go to establish such a thing. Well, the one I read, I was not that, I was not that impressed by Cleopas. Hmm. She's like in the middle. I would say of the ones that we've read now, this is historical. So you got to say in the historical ones that we've read, but we haven't read very many historical. We've read Claypus, Outlander, and this one. Well, and Always Be My Duchess. Right. I would say that this one, it checks all the boxes. If you're yeah. reading a romance novel, it checks all the boxes. It's steamy, but it doesn't feel gratuitous, actually. Really? Like, what was the one we, were, we read where it's just like sex scene after sex scene, and you're just like, why? At this point, there are a few of them that were like that. And it's just like, it's not that interesting. This one, I think there were three, maybe four sex scenes. Yeah, and I guess there was a lot of building, but it was pretty graphic, explicit building uh, toward the scenes. I mean, the very first time they're together, they aren't, I mean, they don't, like, get busy, but they're trapped in the alley hiding from people. And, and his and his boners pressed up against her. Yes, and it's, like, described in detail right in the very first. And Rem- I would thought reminded, that... Reminded me of that uh, Civil War one where they're, like, hiding in the woods and she's, like, sitting in his lap somehow. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, and then... Yeah, exactly. And it's just, and I thought honestly, it, but it, this was like right at the very beginning. I mean, this is their meeting and it happened and I was like Peter is not going to like this. But I guess I was wrong, clearly. I mean, at this point I'm just like this is what happens in romance novels. <laughs> I just went past it. I was just like, "Oh, I guess I guess his members pressed up against her. I'll just flip through this section and <laughs> get on with it." Okay. I mean, it, it, that is a weird thing. I don't know why they do that. But I think that's a little bit of the emotional... I think that's a little manipulative. And I they do that a lot. It's sort of like the woman is an honorable woman. She would not stand for this kind of impropriety. Were it not for the situation that she just happens to be thrown into, she really has no choice but to give in to her baser desires. Well, no, but she always had a choice in this book. I know. Actually, maybe that is part of the reason it didn't 
Like if you're comparing it to what you didn't like about Clapus or about Outlander with the right. forced marriage, she seemed to always. Yeah, that, you know, I, like I mean, that she didn't better. in the sense of the money, but she always had a choice as to whether to oh, sleep Out, with him. Outlander, or, she had plenty of choice. She that's true. She could have gone back to the 1940s. She just decided and, to stay with this marauding Scotland. But we also know in this novel that when she goes back to him and accepts his money to spend the season with him, mm-hmm. that she's really doing it because she's already in love with him. Like, she already wants to be with him. And so it makes it okay that she decides to go yeah, back to him. Yeah. I suppose. Um I did like the friends, the women, and I'm hoping that they all get a book. Mm. Well, this is part of um, Taming the the Dukes. I yeah, think the series. Taming the Dukes series. So, <laughs> but this is the first one. So there you got to think that yet. they all get them. That's what I'm assuming is that yeah. they get them. Um, taming the Dukes. What a ridiculous thing. So There's a lot of that in historical yeah. romance. So it, it checks all the boxes. I would say that it's not... I I didn't think it was gratuitous. I mean. But the first time they got busy, I can't remember how many pages it went on for, but it was very long. But you're okay with that if it's detailed. It's just you don't want it to be too much. And it seemed like it had built to the point where it was time. Is that the difference for you? Because they resisted for a while, for quite a while, and they had already, you know, had the music scenes and things, so you felt like they're they were meeting at a level beyond just well, there's that um i mean i I read it thinking this is a romance novel, I mean it's called whatever Duchess always be always my Duchess. be my Duchess <laughs> I mean it's a romance novel, this isn't anything else but that yeah, right of course um. And if I'm reading these romance novels to get a better sense of what is romantic, I think it I think it does a lot of that. I think it gives you insights oh, into what women are thinking. So I'm curious you know, because you always say that the books t- tell you nothing about romance. What are you talking about? I, after every episode, we always talk I know, about but that. the last couple, you've been like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to take from this. For romance, Outlander, well, and even Kiss Me, Catalina, you're kind of like, what do I take from this? So maybe I, now, but now I've gotten back on track with one that. Yeah, well, okay. So again, I mean, as modern as this is, he boxes and he's always like beating people up. <laughs> so there's that. Two, um, there is a vivid description of his penis size once again. So large <laughs> penis size. <laughs> and a man not who romance. fights. Man who fights. Um, but then you get a sense that a man who creates space for a woman to like go deep into what she loves. Right. Like when he made her birthday. Surprise right. when he made like the ballet studio brought the he made the ballet studio in his home, which is amazing. And then he like brings the ballet corps to England from France to perform and then arranges it so that she gets to perform as part of it. Mm-hmm. And that and then, was and then they grand gesture romance. And then they do it. In the, theater, in the theater, just disappear for in a little bit. Dark hallway. And in in the Victorian era, that would definitely would have been noticed. <laughs> but he's a duke. He can do whatever he wants, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a problem for him. It would be for her. Right, right. Um, so you've got that. I mean, you've got the... The different elements, um, you know, overemphasizing his gargoyleish features, which is kind of weird, and that that he's never handsome. Yeah, but I took it to be more about how he had like a stone faced personality, like he was not open and friendly and easy to talk to. 
Mr. Darcy. Like Mr. Darcy, like all great romance. Heroes. Oh, is that how they are? They're well, like don't you think stoic. they're kind of closed off? Yeah, stoic. They don't open up, and then they get broken down by the love of a woman. It's very interesting that someone with such modern sensibilities who wants a neurodivergent character who has trigger warnings and who is so sex positive would have such traditional views on what but don't you think makes she, an attractive but the, man. part of the stoicism was partly his he didn't he didn't process things the way that other people did and so some of the reason that he didn't talk i'm still it just comes off similar to yeah a lot of romance heroes who are yeah you so, know, so it just happened set, to be set apart yeah. they are maybe they're attended to because of their wealth and power but people don't mm aren't drawn to them for who they are. Yeah. And then they only learn to be themselves and to really value that when they meet a woman and they just can't help but open up. But mm-hmm. he didn't really. Right. Because he he just doesn't think that way, but he can learn and she can learn to be with him, right. which is different. Right. So that is a different story than like a... But it's still, it uses the archetypes that have been set up. And yeah, man in a lot who's of ways. fighting, man who's stoic, and you know something I've been thinking a lot about though is that they're always so wealthy. Mm-hmm. And what does that do if you're taking a modern story? And I mean, there are stories. Do you of want me to say what what my thought is on women, that? Women. Sometimes you... there are novels where it's the woman who has money. But in the ones we've read, mm-hmm. do you do you want me to say what my? I don't know. Should I say is? no, or am I going to let you? I'm going to let you anyway. Say what you think. It's because women don't care really what men look like. Now it's a romance novel, so why not have a good-looking guy? Right. Well, they all have like very large penises. I I, I, I was going to say hard bodies. Like they always have a lot of muscles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um. You know, women want a man who can give them a certain amount of financial stability. That's just the truth. But that's never, like, the point of the novel. Like, that's never what's but talked about. Nice, but they just tend to be wealthy. and they nice thing They to... can just throw money around in a way that most people can't. But I guess it's fantasy. And it's a fantasy of well, what... Well, because... I think I think it's the same thing that happens with these emotional manipulations where like they're just in the state where they have to throw caution to the wind and they have to be with this man. Otherwise they would be an honorable woman and just get married the way an honorable woman's supposed to. But they do get married. Normal courtship. But that wouldn't make it extraordinary worthy of a novel. I mean, you could just have a normal courtship and not have that much drama happen. Like ours. But that wouldn't be very interesting. Ours wasn't very Oh, but dramatic. we could put a lot of drama into ours if we wanted. I was imagining that because I was listening to a podcast on the way um, home tonight for mm-hmm. the last 30 minutes after Maggie fell asleep. And we were, and they were talking about like the third act breakup that always happens in romance novels. Yeah. And then I was thinking about that and how you could stay, like there could be a breakup, but then you have this whole epistolary love story where we're writing and it's so romantic. And all you'd have to add in to add the drama is one little scene after you come back and clearly we're meant for each other. Mm-hmm. And then some misunderstanding gets in the way. And so then some we have to Some scene where like, we're doing it, you mean? Well, usually that isn't when the misunderstanding right. You happens, want me to write so I don't a know scene. why you're talking about that. You want me to write okay. a scene Was I at all it? mentioning that? No. I was it's not just, at that's all. That's what came to mind. I don't know. I was talking about all you have to do is add one little fight, and then it would be plenty of drama. Is that right? In the lead up, yes. Mm-hmm. You, you know, looking for love in the wrong places. Mm. So true. Me closing off. Looking for love in the wrong places as well. (laughs) 
And then only through our letters did we mm. find a way to express our love. Yeah. So you no, know. I th- I think that the the finances are just one more thing that helps a woman, the reader who's a woman in ninety nine percent of the cases, just sort of like find space emotionally to like be with the character, be sympathetic, be in some way in league with the character. Like, oh, he's not only rich, but he cares about you. He cares about you deeply in your thoughts and you're like dancing. Right, but then he also has enough money to do these like elaborate gifts for you. Well, not just elaborate, but like he's going to take care of you. You're going to, you're going to have the, the children that you want to have with him. Yeah, but is there something not that fight the patriarchy about that? Or is that a separate thing? Because why is the man the one doing that? Well, I mean... I mean, because the woman's always offering care, too, and love, but often they're, they don't have any money. Yeah. I, Although Lord St. Vincent, actually, Claypus, she was the one who had the money. Right. Hmm. He had the title, though. He had the title, and she had the money. Mm-hmm. I don't think it works the other way around. I think a woman would have to go through some pretty elaborate emotional gymnastics to get to a place where she's like, oh, yeah, I get this. I want to do something like this. Where, like, the man is just some... <laughs> some bumbling, like, not bumbling, but some, like, desperately poor subsistence surf working the land, and she's, like, a lady. But he could have been a musician with no money who had been classically trained, a classically trained pianist with no money. Yeah, and then she has a bunch of money? Yeah. Hmm. Or does either person have to have that much money? Well, I I don't know that they have to, but what I'm saying is the reverse, where the woman has the money and the man has no money. I I don't think unless they have a title, and they offer some right. other kind of safety and security, so. like a Saint Vincent. I mean, he didn't have money. Like I don't think a well endowed pretty boy would be enough to get a woman to say, "Oh, that makes sense. Why don't you get married and have his babies?" Yeah, but it's the feeling. It's the attraction. I mean, but it, but that's the thing. I think women are attracted to more than just looks. Certainly, more than men. Men doesn't just matter. Look at a look at a woman, and I was like, oh, she's attractive. Okay, I'm gonna maybe. Well, this I mean, it, this novel is a great example. He tells his best friend he loves. Um, Nev, Nevi, Nev, Nev is how I read it. Genevieve, Nev. Uh, he loves Nev, and she, and but you know, she's just a ballerina. And his best friend goes, Ah, marry her. Ah, good for you. Never happened the other way around. No way, some guy who's like so poor and like. Has no way to contribute to a woman's like. Well, there's a Claypus novel where a woman who's like an aristocrat falls in love with the stable hand. Is there? But of course it ends badly because the father finds out and like sends him away. And so he goes off to America and he returns. But when he returns, he has a bunch of money. But so she did fall in love with him when he. Uh, I don't know. I think that's that's more on my side. That's an argument for my case than it is for yours. Hmm. There's something about the emotional. I think it's a fantasy. Being able to relate emotionally. It's fine if it's a fantasy. Yeah, I agree. Because you just want to be taken care of. These are ridiculous stories. You want to be taken care of. 
Well, I, I don't know if I would say ridiculous. That was your word. It was? Yeah. No. Yes. I never said that. <laughs> no. If I did, it was must have been taking leave of my senses. I said fantasy. Fantasy. Okay, fantasy. Not ridiculous. Fantasy. My point is, I think it is about having somebody that the reader can sympathize with. Yeah, I believe it. But I don't know how... But anyway. I think it would be hard for a reader to sympathize, to put herself in the protagonist's shoes, if he's just a stable hand and he's not going to be able to provide anything. I don't know. Maybe. But I feel like it's possible. We'll have to do some investigating. I just don't... I don't know any in real life that work out like that. We're... The woman has a bunch of money, and the man doesn't can't contribute in any way to the livelihood. Well, I know a lot of stories like that of real people, but they're not very romantic because usually they're very difficult situations. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what to think about that. So, um, Lysander? Is it Lysander? I assume. Lysander? Probably Lysander. Um, He'd proposed to Catherine. Mm -hmm. And she jilted him for greener pastures that were much too close for comfort, which is annoying because that's like, you know, the character knows something that the reader has to read on. Soon you find out. Yeah, you find out pretty early yeah, what happened. Left him for her, for, for his, his father. father. Yeah, so that's so that's uh, some issues going on. Well, he had a lot of father issues. Yeah. Um, she uses a lot of good diction, but then she a few times uses anachronistic diction like what so she uses the business end of the gun repeatedly and i was like did they really use that in 1865 oh and did you actually look it up i did and they did not it was maybe the 1870s oh well it's not that far off no it was far enough off that when they were using it in the way that they used it in the story in this context oh okay it was much later but whatever the things that you end up looking up well, it's you're doing historical. Why not do it right? She did it pretty well. There were a lot of stuff. There were a lot of things in here that I like looked up, and she it was all pretty. Oh, accurate. okay. And then she uses a lot of words like the rotter. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Make a sybarite blush, and uh, so I, I thought that was that was good. And, um. Cucking noise filled the streets, and his bollocks tightened. They were mm. felt like there was a lot of that, or it's just that I've read a so lot many of bollocks yet. tightening. Yes, huh? Interesting. Uh, business end, of course, and that they used it a couple of times. And then there's some French. You must have liked mm-hmm. the French, the all the French that was used in there. Um, did you like? Was it good French? I. Yeah, it seemed good. Like, that's what I meant. It seemed good. And I thought, I, like, it was usually with her, and it was mm-hmm. seemed right. And then also that I thought that she did a good job describing the ballet. Yeah. What is this? This is a good one. Oh, good. I'm to be your bodyguard, Nev laughed. The sound. Nev laughed. The sound loud in the confined coach, fending off the virginal hordes. Can't have you yelling, fuck me, to the aristocratic misses without repercussions, can we? I mean, that was, I highlighted that in blue, that was... Too much for you? Yeah, a little bit too much. It was a little over the top sometimes, but usually it was pretty good, pretty balanced. That was like one of the worst ones. Ragged, ragged sound, (laughs) ragged was there. So I just got to say... 
continues with the ragged. Well, with a ragged sound. It wasn't a ragged breath. So, hmm. I don't know. It's maybe half counts. What is T-N? T-I-E-N-S. Like right. have? Yeah. But it, it's the same over as in over, Spanish she says to it, me. A potential duchess would be easy. Tien, was she actually considering this? What is in that case? It seems like it would be more like hold on, like okay, yeah, interesting. It was used or wait, yeah. It seems like more like an expression than Mm -hmm. its literal meaning. A wicked smile curled her lips, something like delight flashing in those green eyes as she tapped her temple with an impish wink. Woman's intelligence. The dread of the patriarchy and the scourge of the aristocracy, <laughs> provocative at best, deadly at worst. Oh my God, a little over the top. Whereas I'm like, yes, yes, go, Nev. Enough, the Duke said softly, but the warning in the single word was enough to make the older lady clamp mutinous lips together. Nev blinked. Title hunting tart? <laughs> um. Oh, her name is Charlotte Blackstone. Mm-hmm. Little Dixonian Blackstone, you know, oh, like, like an illusion. And black, and, yeah. Um, yeah. There's a reason, Losey. <laughs> Lousy, lousy, said there's no greater misfortune than wanting more. Sometimes it's best to enjoy something for what it is and leave good, a good memory intact. That's. I liked that line now that you read it out loud. A lot of people. Highlighted, highlighted it, it, underlined yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I did. I actually liked that. If I hated the words of every ancient philosopher, I would be in the poorhouse. Her smile was bittersweet. Farewell, Your Grace. Thank you for keeping your end of the bargain. But yes, she comes back. Is that in the beginning then? Is that the first time she leaves? Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure. And then she comes back. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves again. But then at the end, he must go to her. because It he didn't help that of late, her dreams had been crammed full of the Duke. <laughs> Yes, everyone is having... Some had been having... tame, while others were scandalous in the extreme, involving kissing, lovemaking, and other explicit acts that had nothing to do with love whatsoever. I actually like that. Other explicit acts that had nothing to do with <laughs> love whatsoever. But she wasn't she a virgin? I so was going to bring that up. What all explicit acts does she dream about? Well, you know, she's with the ballerinas. Right, the and so she says that they know, talk. But, yeah. I mean... You think she's really having all these dreams based on what they tell her? Maybe she sees pictures and I stuff. I mean, I know it's been a long time since you've had virginal dreams, but <laughs> I'm sure you had dreams before you yeah, were... very many years ago. It's hard to imagine. Don't you think? I mean, this, though, this sounds I mean, like she's having... I think about it all the time. I have waking like... dreams, sleeping dreams, all sorts of dreams. Yeah, but I'm saying how much would she have Pre to dream about? Pre and post, post uh, virgin, for sure. Like, definitely before, whether it was real to life, didn't That's what matter. I mean. Like, was she really... And she's, like, having these dreams of one person. I mean, apparently the ballerinas were very explicit because there's a line in there that I'm sure I highlighted and we'll get to it where (laughs) um, she compares the size of her lover with the ones that she thinks the ballerinas have been describing. So that's pretty, I mean. Yeah, she was hearing some details. Yes, some details. Though bare knuckle boxing was illegal, it remained popular, and he enjoyed it. Oh my god! Like, what is it? I mean, people are into it, you know. And then it's like, Lysander preferred the feeling of flesh on flesh. <laughs> They're talking about boxing, but of course, there's but it's like he needs to feel uh, that the, the doctor, bare knuckles. When I was him... in the Peace Corps, that was the that was the sex talk that our 
Peace Corps doctor gave us. He was like no this. flesh on flesh. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. So he would, he would, um, he would, he was like this old Paraguayan guy, and he would come in. He was a doctor though, and he would say, um, I think it was even worse. It was like meat on meat, which what, what they say, <laughs> which is the transliteration. It doesn't sound quite the same, but he was like, he's like, no meat on meat, no meat on meat. This is what, this is, you're going to be in love and the girl is going to say, meet on meet, or the boy is going to say, meet on meet, and no, no, we don't do meet on meet. You know that that is how you spread STDs, that is how you get them, and I've had many, many young Peace Corps volunteers that have had STDs because of... But there was no protection in this novel. Was there? Well, it's 1865. Yeah, but Claypus typically has some kind of something. 1865? Well, hers take place before that, I'm pretty sure. And they, um, or they wouldn't, you know, they would pull out and. Is that right? <laughs> yes. So, you know, it wouldn't really out. be. <laughs> They would not complete the act inside. They would pull out before it was complete. They would go outdoors. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but in this, they did not, right? It was just, I'm going to get busy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was like a kind of a thought like, oh, well, my period isn't regular, so I probably won't get pregnant. That was surprising to me. Oh, it was. Yes. Hmm. What did you think about the her being a virgin? I I mean, I don't remember was Clay Poss's, was that girl virgin? Of course, Evie? Yeah. I mean, yes. She was. Yeah, a lot of modern heroines are not. Um, but, so I was, I'm a little surprised now. I mean, if you read old novels, they all are. Like, even Nora's that are contemporaries. The women are always virgins. But mm-hmm. in recent years, they're not at nearly as often. Very complicated, the emotional landscape. Because it's that, like that holding your power, you know, like, that purity, and it was, like, held against a woman. So let's reject that. That's kind of the modern idea, I think. So rarely are they. So I was surprised. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. They have a problem with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But in a way, it does support your idea. Like, she's, like, supposed to be so... It does kind of fall into that. She's so good. And it's only in this circumstance with this man. Mm-hmm. Would she? Well, I I don't know why that's such a bad thing. I it's think not, it's okay. It's not and, a bad thing. And I thing. think it also points to maybe something that you would be uncomfortable talking about, but it's the truth that like women probably feel more free in a way if they feel like what they're doing is honorable. Men don't care. Men will enjoy sex even if it's dirty and the woman's dirty and... Isn't that a stereotype? <coughs> I mean... It's a stereotype, but there's there's a reason there's a stereotype. Yeah, but I mean... But I think women, on the other hand, somehow feel freer when they feel like it's honorable or the best but you don't think men feel better when it's something that they really want with someone that they really like they care less than women do that's i'm I'm not gonna like say whether or not men care of course you know it'd be better if it's all honorable but i think men are much more willing to yeah forsake their principles and i think women have a harder time with that well, and women have always been judged very harshly, whereas men were not. Men were supposed to go yeah, out. You, hey, if you have a novel that explicitly says you're taking on the patriarchy, maybe you should uh, 
start taking on some of these. Well, tropes. actually, a lot of them do. Like that's what I mean. It was surprising, given because a lot of the female characters in historical romance now mm-hmm. are not virgins, mm-hmm. and it is actually partly to take on this idea that women were supposed to only wait until they're married, whereas men could just go out and about, and it didn't make them, like, less of an honorable woman. So a lot of books do take that on. hmm This one didn't really. Yeah. Well, I mean. Right. His favorite, but something about the melody following the beginning chords made him think about the woman upstairs, delicate but sharp, like a steel blade sheathed in velvet. Those were the types of descriptions that were like sort of about the music that Mm -hmm. were a little bit above what you have come to expect. Right. Already. The last slower adagio melted into the chords, the final notes echoing in his body like a visceral pulse. Hell if it didn't feel like a climax. (laughs) (laughs) A little over the top, but I get what she's trying to do. She had to, a little on the nose is what I would say. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. Um. (laughs) Oh. In fact, he'd bet his entire fortune that his little ballerina was a silken river beneath those skirts. Yes, there were a <laughs> lot of lines like that. Oh, that was great. And is that really how anybody's thinking? I might be thinking about that. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about that right now. Lucas <laughs> well, just read it. I suppose that's where his interest first grew. He would accompany her in their private box as a boy, her shoulders lifted, until the Duke discovered their outings. And well, she broke off and sipped her tea, her mouth going flat. It was decided that Lysander was focused on the wrong things, that the Duke thought she, the Duke thought she made him soft. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of taking on some toxic masculinity there, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he can't even love his music because it's too soft. No, only one stern, gifted, growly gargoyle of a man. I mean, the constant gargoyle stuff is a little too much. Yeah, but he is, you know. He's like Stone. He is. I mean, that's his nickname, Stone. And then there's the servant who's like very attractive, but she has no interest in him whatsoever. Because he is, she is drawn so deeply. Yes. To be sure, she laughed and fanned herself with her napkin. You should see the mouth-watering fiction that Briar has written about him. So it got a little meta. Yeah. But that was funny that she just like throws in this like impossibly handsome Mm -hmm. servant. And then there's like the talk about the ballet. It's a romantic ballet, your grace, your selflessness, or such selflessness is quite rare in the real world when one is forced to adapt to difficult circumstances. Innocence is the first casualty. You were forced to. I mean, that was, I mean, I just thought the ballet was really interesting. I think that's probably true of ballet. I bet the ballerinas were abused. In the olden days. Oh, I mean, I bet it's still hard now, so I can only imagine what it would have been like yeah. in the past. And they were so dependent on these sponsors to even have a ballet. Yeah. And there would have been no protection for them. Mm-hmm. The Duke had made no bones about the fact that he wanted her. At least he wanted her physically. She'd be lying if she didn't admit that she desired him too, but sex would only complicate things. Some girls could separate the emotional from the physical, but Nev had never been one of them. Which was 
why she never she'd never taken anyone to her bed. So that's the first You know, right? That's how we know that she hasn't, yeah, because she says it. But I thought it was really interesting that she says that about her right emotional capacity, and she's like, "Some girls can, and it's okay for them." Yeah, but not me, not my character. I liked that. I thought that was great. I think that's what we need more of. We need more of people saying, "Hey, I'm more traditional, and and that's that's okay." okay." Because this is this what is makes what, me happy. This is me. This is what makes me feel good. Yes. Instead of the constant, well, you should sleep around to be happy. You know, <laughs> or whatever, you know, it is. Whatever the modern mores are. <laughs> and any lady would have been in raptures at a proposal from such an influential duke. He did not possess the princely looks that would make for a swoon-worthy story. Why? Over and over. I know, why is it that... But saying, maybe it's to say that you don't have to be handsome. Mm-hmm. But he was handsome to her. Like, he, she liked the way he looked and was drawn to him. Yeah. Her insides were the consist- consistency of butterscotch. Hot, melted gooey butterscotch (laughs) (laughs) it was a miracle she was even upright I mean she really really wanted him Mm -hmm. you know how that is Mm -hmm. I do oh we've got verbal consent may I touch you Miss Valerie he asked closer now she jumped a wicked pulse began to hum low between her hips I beg your pardon, your grace. <laughs> and not long after that, let's see. Seven pages after that, Wuthering Heights makes an appearance. Is because he is compared to Heathcliff. Mm, yeah. Maybe we need to, that was my first romance novel that I've ever read. Uh, it's still questionable. I mean, we'll have to read it to see if it is a romance novel. Yeah, we're going to read it. Mm-hmm. But for number 20, I suppose, we will read Wuthering Heights. Unless we want to make that our very last one. I don't remember anything from it. <laughs> I just remember Heathcliff and Catherine and the yeah. Moors. They're like I out in the just Moors. Being, and he's just like... Just feeling like it so would never sad. end. The book yeah. would never end. Oh, I did not enjoy it. But we were in high school, so I'm like, maybe I'll appreciate it when I read it now. There have been a lot of those books that I've appreciated as an adult that I didn't when I was a kid. So. What I want is simple, she replied quietly. Call it an amendment to our original agreement, if you will. The original agreement was bound by payment. Listener wanted this to have no ties to the first. He shook his head. Let's make a new one. Terms? He groaned as her fingers kneaded lower. Just two. Only consent and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is consent. We got a lot of, a lot of consent. But they going had on. to because they, they really did have to make that clear because this was a situation where he was paying her. Mm-hmm. And someone did compare this to Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Have you even seen Pretty Woman? I remember seeing it recently, like not the whole thing, just a piece of it. It was on TV and thinking, oh my God, I can't believe they made this movie. Like, I can't believe they're still showing it. But they like... It's so bad. But, it's terrible. But like, you can see the parallels. Yes, but it is And bad. you can kind of see that. And so it's very important that they say in a modern world, this is separate and we are... Making a new agreement, and you had the consent matters because we were in this weird, very imbalanced mm-hmm. situation. But I mean, Pretty Woman, I mean, they probably still show it just because Julia Roberts is so amazing, and they just, but yes, it does have you know, some challenges. Um, they compare crepes to her boobs, so that's nice. Did yeah, but you, I was trying to, that? like, crepes? I mean, crepes are not 
like boobs. The ballerinas in the corps love their body talk, but I'm certain that the men they've been with have to be half your size. She actually said that to him. Well, would you maybe? I mean, men probably like that when you compliment the size. Yep. I'm not a man who coerces helpless women, then hurts them when they refuse to comply. When the Marquis paled at the accusation but scoffed in disdain, the Duke watched him like a hawk watched his prey. I assure you, I mean every word. I will have you living like a pauper in the streets of Montmartre, <laughs> begging for your supper within a year. Now get the hell out of my sight. Very Did you dramatic. feel like that was like yes, a good comeuppance like... for him? Good. God, I could eat you alive, he said, his breath feathering over her sensitive skin. Gorge myself on the banquet of your body. Yeah, I don't know that I love those types of metaphors. There was some talk about um, plies being a great way to strengthen pelvic muscles. Yes, yes, and I saw that. And squeeze his member while they're doing it. So that was a thing. I thought that was interesting. Oh, you made note of that? Plies, yeah. more plies. Yeah, plies. See, that's what I mean. There was a lot of that talk in this book. That kind of talk. Yeah, I guess. I mean... To me, it was, it just, it wasn't gratuitous, I didn't think. It was like, I don't know, it just seemed very, pretty wholesome, mm, by interesting. and large. It was pretty wholesome. I mean, they weren't married, I guess, that would make it not wholesome in some sense. But both of them were always heading towards marriage. And and so they always sense. wanted to be together, yeah, they yeah. were. But, I mean, all the romance novels are like that. Yeah. And then at the end, the writing lessons, she said, rising and easing back down. I find I much prefer, prefer being astride, however. Yeah, writing. Like, right. talking about a man, I, not I about a that, horse. But that was, I mean, that's... Oh, that's a very common metaphor in romance novels. Oh, it, that oh. happens all the time? Regularly. Uh, is she finding her power? Is that funny? I Absolutely. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, didn't we read one where the first time that happened? Right. Yeah, which is unusual. Usually they don't find we their just, power that, that quickly. Was like the one of the last Maybe it was. Right. Yeah, maybe it was the last one. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's very common. So all in all, you didn't think it was very good. You didn't like it very much, which is I funny. Was fine. I liked it. I know. I'm mm. so interested. Mm. It was a fine novel, but it wasn't like one that will stay with me. No, but what I think it does is it's it illuminates really what a what a woman thinks and feels romance should look like. Maybe. I mean, some ways, yes. I don't think, I mean, I don't think Outlander has well, we've any... agreed. Outlander, not romantic. Right. Whatever people are calling that, it's not romance. Um, right. I mean, the two main characters love each other, but I, they're like... I mean, know. I'm not even committed to that. But. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it does in some ways because he does these special things for her and then he she has to kind of learn how to communicate with him and and see past the stone exterior. Yeah. Um so that is it. Yeah, that that is but it doesn't feel like it it won't be like a book that would just be like on my top list. Like I can't imagine really going back and rereading it. Oh. Yeah, well. Yeah, but I've reread sure Devil in Winter. I've read it probably four times. I've read Gosh. The Reef who it knows how many times. Really hurt you when I said it was Yeah, I just papers. don't even know what to think of that statement yet. So we're going to we'll have to process that one. Um, I could see I'm trying to think of another one that we've read that I would reread. Well, The Wild Rose, The Mortman, I've read three times at least. Mm-hmm. And that's super long. Yeah, but that's. It was barely within the... Genre? Yeah. I mean, maybe, but romance is central to it. 
just because it's a dramatic setting for romance. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not romance. All right. Yeah. So I am surprised you liked it. So I that's very interesting to me that you did. But I kind of didn't think about how much you might like the art part and like that meet they the way they met really in the art because they hadn't they had been fighting this attraction right. and it was only in the art that they really met which makes it more than just physical right and and that was interesting and we haven't really read characters that did something like that yeah so i guess i could have seen that if i'd thought about it but i think it was just the beginning i was like oh gosh peter's going to hate this i mean but now you've become just, desensitized. Get through that you know what to expect. Rush through that part. So, what's for next week? We're going to read Wild Rain by Beverly Jenkins. Beverly Jenkins. Wild Rain. What is this? I know nothing about it. She's a rancher in Montana. She's black. And somebody stumbles onto her ranch and... She's a black rancher? In Montana. Beverly Jenkins is an African-American romance writer, like one of the very first to oh, be famous. Okay. And I have been thinking for a while we should read something by her, and this came up in a recommended list of books that we wish we had re- read or something, and I have never read a book by her. Mm. I don't even, re- like I said, I don't know much about the book, but I said, let's read it. Let's try it. Very exciting. So, Wild Rain. Wild Rain by Jenkins. Yes.